Hello, this is Dave Coriel, and welcome to another episode of Reboot IT. Reboot IT? What's that about? It's Reboot IT, the association technology podcast, brought to you by Delcor. And now your host, Delcor president, and apparently the only fan that loved the Game of Thrones ending, Dave Coriel. After the last episode, I thought about maybe something we should get into is what is Reboot IT? Why did we name it that? What do we mean by it? And where is it headed? So in conceiving this podcast, we came up with a lot of different ideas about what the name could be and what the topic would be. We ended up with Reboot IT because really what we realized was that's a lot of what we do with associations and nonprofits. It's not quite as easy as Control-Alt-Delete, but it is the same sense, or we're working in the same sense, that what we're trying to do is restart something that just might be stuck. So that's where we came up with Reboot IT. That's what you do, right? That's what we used to do and still do. If something is stuck, if your computer is locked up and not making any progress, if it's a PC, you control alt delete and reboot it. As a Mac user, I have to say, we really don't have that problem. So how do organizations end up with IT that's stuck? And when you reboot it, what does that really mean? What are you restarting? So I thought maybe we'd take a couple different topics and work our way through them in different areas that organizations really need to rethink where IT is playing a role and how it's delivering services. As well as the role and the services that IT delivers, we're really talking about big picture rebooting. For example, I think a lot of organizations, one of the things that needs to be rebooted in IT is the culture of the IT department. Let's take a comment from the last episode where we talked about how did IT get started and what was its role in the organization. A lot of times IT ended up really getting started because somebody needed to install a network or create and define and run a database. So these were often the initial roles that IT had within the organization. So we had a network engineer or a network administrator. We had a database administrator or a database programmer who really were the representation of IT in the organization. And it made a lot of sense because that's where the technology was at the time. You had someone who knew how to run cables, who knew how to connect computers, You had folks who knew how to install drivers and then make sure that things like email and printing and Word Perfect were working on the the desktop or the laptop that the person was using. This person sometimes also had database skills and could work in something like DBase or RBase and, and help develop a solution for something that the organization was trying to track or, you know, something even complicated like a, a homegrown membership system. These folks eventually became the head of IT in a lot of organizations. So they kind of grew up in the organization and came from the mindset of, if you have a need, I'm going to take it on and I'm going to build you something that solves and solves your problem or uh, you know really addresses the need that you have. That doesn't always work any longer. And so what happened was folks who came from that background really thought that you know if, if you have a hammer, everything's a nail. So really what they wanted to do was make sure that they were taking the skill sets they had and and developing something that was going to be a solution to the problem. It really created an IT culture that was really focused around responding to needs very operationally. So I want to look at what you're telling me you need something to do, and I want to build something that does exactly that. It didn't really bleed over into um, being more of an IT leader or developing a a partnership with the business units, which is really where I think if you're rebooting your IT's culture, we need to be at this point. Think about it from the perspective of, of a really successful, highly functional IT group these days. 
you know, what they're doing is they're going to the business units and they're saying, let us understand what you're trying to accomplish as a business unit. What are your goals? What are you measuring? What do you find important? And let us help influence that vision that you have for your business or the business unit, whether it's, you know, marketing, membership, the foundation, et cetera. What are we trying to accomplish here? And then let us show you through the use of IT how you might alter that goal slightly or alter that vision slightly and then partner with us here in IT so that we can help deliver and find and and integrate solutions that really get to that end vision and then meet the goals that you're trying to achieve. That culture shift goes from being kind of an operations and management department to being a partner and a leader within the organization. I think that's a big change for IT and it's just one of the changes. And when we talk about rebooting IT, rebooting the culture really is just the probably the highest level that I want to talk about as far as what you what it is we're trying to accomplish. Another thing that a lot of organizations need to change with respect to how their IT fits into the organization is whether or not IT is a operational unit or a strategic unit. And what I mean by that is what would happen before, and, and this just came up at uh, a lot of conversations that I was having at ASA Annual, folks were talking about IT strategic plans. They're saying, hey, do you guys create IT strategic plans or how do we write an IT strategic plan? And this really gets to the heart of it because there really probably shouldn't be an IT strategic plan. There should be a strategic plan in the organization that has a lot of IT reliance and components in it, right? Back in the day, you used to say, hey, let's look at the organization's strategic plan and then we'll figure out which technologies help support that plan. Today, what I'm seeing more of and what I think really is successful within organizations is when the organization develops a strategy that is heavily reliant on technology, which almost all of it is, then having IT be part of that strategic planning process versus reacting to a strategic planning process and then building in a separate IT strategy plan versus the technology being part of the strategic plan and the, def- and, and the definition of what our strategy is, it's... A, it, you know, trying to talk it through, it sounds like it's not that big of a difference, but it is, right? Take the strategic plan, here it is, now figure out the technology that's going to support this versus, hey, what are we trying to accomplish? What can technology do? And how does that influence our overall strategy for the organization? Those are two different things. And I think that the, the, the more uh, current IT department or partner within an organization is really going to be the strategy for the organization. If you look at texts on digital transformation, if you listen to speakers about digital transformation, read digital transformation blog posts, they talk about this. They talk about how IT or technology is a strategic component or is the strategy within the organization. You're trying to deliver digital products and services using the technology in order to do that and to really get to the um, goals you're trying to achieve is the strategy as opposed to the technology just supporting the strategy. Another change that's really happened and when we're when we're kind of talking about rebooting what's going on within the technology department within IT is how staffing and resources are allocated within the, the technology budget and within the technology group you're likely familiar with MSPs, right? The managed service providers such as us and others that provide these types of services that allow the organization to focus less on the complicated technology upon which their their infrastructure sits. 
So again, kind of reflecting back in the day when you had a network admin or you had a network uh, engineer in the organization, they would run the cables. It was a closed network pre-internet. Even once the internet opened up, there weren't so many cybersecurity threats. There wasn't as uh, complicated a technology stack within the infrastructure piece. So a person or a couple of people could run that entire part of the operation, the infrastructure piece. It's not that simple anymore. So having a broad team that supports your infrastructure that has different skill sets around um, connectivity, around cybersecurity, around uh, you know the different types of appliances, virtualization, cloud technology, et cetera, allows the organization to spend less resources, both in terms of finance, financial resources, as well as um, conversations and and attention cycles and so on, and allows them to focus more on what they're what they need to focus on, which is what they're trying to accomplish. So organizations that are still holding on to and, and granted this isn't true of every situation, but organizations that are still holding on to a lot of premise based uh, technology and a lot of internal staff to run the infrastructure might be better served looking at outsourcing that to a partner. The way that you're you're taking your technology-related needs from a staffing and resource perspective and distributing them has a direct impact on the success of your technology and a direct impact on the success of the organization. So the, the point is, in your staffing and, and resource allocation, really what you're looking for is uh, making sure that something that's better served in the organization through an outsourced partner, whether it's something complicated like data analytics or complicated like uh, what an MSP, a managed service provider, provides to you. Those are are, uh, areas that the organization really needs to look at as to whether or not you can possibly duplicate the expertise and breadth of what is available to you through partnering with outside companies versus building an in-house capability. If you're an organization that needs, uh, let's take data analytics, for example, then that's probably something you need on a regular basis, but you need it on a continual basis. So if you have somebody who has that skill set, are they always using that skill set and developing it? Or is it the case that they're using it once in a while and and providing um, the results of, of some type of project they're working on or some uh, key questions that the organization is asking about, you know, key performance indicators or how the organization is stacking up with relation to its commitments and its goals. So if somebody's using that data analytics skill set for other organizations, they're continually learning and improving what they're capable of doing and as well as they're learning how to use the tools better. So that might be an area where if you don't have continual need, you need to outsource it to a partner who really knows and, and can and can deliver what you need delivered, but really is growing in that area as well. I think that concept kind of plays out across the board. You know, if it's a specialized skill that requires continual use and institutional knowledge, that's something that's probably an indicator that it needs to be an in-house resource. If, however, the skill set is something that's only used occasionally, and it's a really broad subject matter, then the conventional wisdom of having in-house resources might not make the most sense in all cases. Really, what you want to do is make sure that if it's something that has certain characteristics, it's a continually used system or continually used skill set, or if it's something that requires institutional knowledge and a real understanding of the organization's culture and being immersed in the organization's culture, then that makes sense for an in-house resource. Otherwise, it might make sense to really find a partner who does what you need done all the time 
and does it for you when you need it done. Another thing that needs to change, in my opinion, is looking at the skill sets required for technology in the organization. Traditionally, what's happened is IT has owned all technology-related skill sets. Where we really try to push folks is when we you take a position that's in a non-IT department, for example, content creation, right? That's in marketing. Or if you take something in, uh, in any department, finance, membership, et cetera, when you when you when you are going through the skill sets required for that position, often what's looked at is their their ability to help customers through customer service serve members, or their ability to raise money if they're in the development. You know how good are they at, at you know being able to find and and bring new donors in? Well, that's the core purpose of the function in something like a development office. But what about their technology-related skills? Too often we think that IT is going to be able to help fill the gap or train on those skills when realistically, I think what's happened is those positions really have their own IT-dependent skill sets that are just present and necessary and need to be part of the onboarding process. What do I mean by that? What do I mean part of the onboarding process? So let's say you find the right person for any given position. That's perfect, right? Now what you need to do is now that you have the right person with the right core skills for that position, you need to make sure that there's an inventory of IT-related skill sets that exist for that or are rather are required for that position. You need to measure that person's capability and then backfill it with a professional development plan in order to raise those skill sets on those, those air, in those areas that it needs to be raised. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with hiring a person who has deficient IT skills if you have a plan how to make sure that you go back and backfill them through professional development. This is not an IT function. This is an HR function. IT certainly can have a role in it. It can have a role in the measurement. It can have a role in how to find uh, quality education and professional development for the person. But what I'm saying is, and what I see too often, is that the skill set that where the deficiency lies whether it's something, you know, super Excel related or if it's uh, related to working with data sets, et cetera, it gets pushed to IT because it's technology dependent on the back end. When really what I'm saying here is that I think in a in a um, really successful organization, this skill set requirement is is position dependent and is, as I said, measured. Professional development is brought into place to make sure that those skills are developed and the success of the position is relying upon them being able to do what they need to do without having IT uh, create a pivot table for them or, you know, uh, extract a set of data from a database that they want to do a mail merge with or, or, you know, a campaign with. Those aren't, those aren't IT functions. Those are skills necessary in uh, the different departments now. So kind of getting back to the root of the conversation about what is rebooting IT? What are we talking about here? We're talking about things like that, that I mentioned, culture, strategy, staffing and resource allocations, skill sets. The whole perspective of IT has to change from what it was 10, 15 years ago, right? We have to make sure that we prepare the IT team for the organization's needs as technology folks. We need to make sure that we're fulfilling the roles of the IT team and not the, just the traditional ones, right? It's not just about fixing things. We're now strategists, we're facilitators, we're partners for business units. We are a business unit. We're the strategy for a lot of organizations in order to meet their mission, their vision, and their business objectives. It's very hard to think of things that don't rely on IT in order to do that. If you look at you know the other 
aspect of what IT can fulfill within an organization in today's situation with with how quickly things change and what's going on out in the in the marketplace really you have to think about from an external perspective too and what i mean by that is that traditionally IT was really focused on its stakeholder groups its internal needs right what what, what do we need to do in order to f- get this annual meeting off the ground and 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 have it be a great success what do we need to do in order to sell products online? What do we need to do to register people for an event? So all those things were, were are, are internal goal focused. But what about what's going on, that, on out there in the world? Who's paying attention to the trends in IT? Whether or not the Internet of Things is going to affect your association or nonprofit, or is it going to affect your members in a way that's ultimately going to affect your association or nonprofit? Who's paying attention to artificial intelligence and whether or not it has a role in your organization? Um, you know, I know some of the service uh, platform providers for the association nonprofit community are using artificial intelligence. They're testing artificial intelligence in order to uh, be able to deliver additional analytics or additional information to the association about what's on their members' mind. What are the trends that their members are discussing? Um, what is the sentiment of their members' discussions about a particular topic? This is a um, something that the IT team needs to really focus on from an external view perspective. What's going on with artificial intelligence as a whole? What's going on within the association nonprofit community? How's it going to affect our organization? And how's it going to affect our members? And if it affects our members, how's it going to affect us? You can see there's plenty to think about. You know, trends like artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, big data, um, ubiquitous access from wherever you wherever you are. Trends that are changing, things that are being tested, like you know your your brainwave patterns being used as a password from now on, as opposed to your finger, your eye, or typing a password. There's such big changes with robotics, um, with blockchain, and these aren't just buzz terms. These are these are things that are affecting industries and will continue to affect industries. So, does your organization have somebody focused on what's happening with technology out there? that's going to affect you, your members, and ultimately you again. Another change that IT needs to be aware of is its need to understand the organization's culture. Culture plays a huge role in the success or the failure of every initiative within the organization. IT really needs to understand the organization's culture. It doesn't help trying to implement a technology or implement some type of technology initiative when it's counter to the culture of the organization. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that if the culture is very entrepreneurial, then trying to implement some type of autocratic, dogmatic technology platform that doesn't allow the freedom for folks to experiment with what they need to experiment with in order to deliver new products and services is going to be fighting the culture with the technology platform is going to be fighting the culture of the organization and it's not going to succeed. The opposite is true also. You can't, in a very autocratic, hierarchical culture, you can't have technology implementations that are kind of like, hey, what do you want? Let's have it do whatever you want that's different from the department down the hall or different from a different part of the organization. That's not going to succeed because it's, again, counter to the culture of the organization. So I'm just suggesting that IT really work with HR, work with leadership to make sure that their programs and services and their plans fit within the culture of the organization. And this is the tough balancing act, right? This is when it gets hard because 
you know, systems are concrete. Systems do certain things. You can configure, you can augment, you can integrate, you can customize, but you still have a system in the end, no matter where the stopping point is, that does certain things. And IT is accountable for making sure those things meet the user's needs. So balancing between whether or not your program, the, the program you're running as an IT shop, right? The program you're running as an IT leader is um, delivering what the organization needs and fits within the organization's culture. You have to balance that with the ability, the fact that you have limited resources, right? You have constraints, financial, you have a capability constraints, you have knowledge constraints. And they're not, I'm not saying in a bad way. I'm saying you're having, you have constraints you really have to deal with. So making sure that, that you're balancing between what the organization needs and what your particular constraints are, all that whole balance comes together and fits within the culture of the organization. So that's why we named it Reboot IT, because I felt like that's really what organizations are going through and have been going through for the last five, six years, is it's a shift in IT, um, both from a very pragmatic level of, of services and delivery and staffing and so on, all the way up through culture and strategy and what type of business unit IT is, as opposed to being operations and management, we're talking about a strategic leading part of the organization as everything almost is dependent on technology at this point. So I hope that was helpful. Uh, I I hope you can think about this a little more, think about where your organization is in terms of whether their IT department is a, um, and, and why their IT department is either operations management or a strategy or part of the organization. Thanks for tuning in to Reboot IT. If you like what you heard, please help us out by subscribing and giving the podcast a five-star rating on whatever directory you use. Have association technology topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Reach out to us via our website at delcor.com or through our social media sites. We'll see you next time on Reboot IT.